Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast. We are super excited about today's call, but before we begin the interview, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product that you discovered. This product is an intangible, but it is a huge benefit to any pageant competitor, and that's a marketing tool. And if you don't have your marketing plan figured out as a potential title holder, you need to stop what you're doing right now and start working on it. And this is the first step. So we're going to show you how to be featured on thepageantplanet.com. And we have over 220,000 daily readers. I think that number might even be growing, Stephen. What are we looking at now? Uh, it's it's over 300,000. Like oh I think it's 300. And twenty, but yeah, what's a, what's another hundred thousand? You know, no, no big deal. <laughs> so anyway, so how you can get featured on the Pageant Planet? You're going to visit thepageantplanet.com, and in that toolbar at the top, you'll see freebies. If you hover over freebies, that arrow, it'll say get featured and it will just take you to a photo submission form. Super easy. You can upload any file that you have on your computer, list your name, your email, your title. And if there's a photo credit and just click submit, it is that easy. And we love all photos from your interview outfits to your talent snapshots, anything and everything pageant related, send it our way. We'd love to feature you on the site, but there is one more thing you can do uh, to really beef up that marketing plan of yours. And on that same site, you can click uh, become title hold holder of the day. And that is a huge feature that we have. So if you click that, it'll take you over to a whole different submission panel. Okay. So before we, well, let, let's talk about the title holder of the day. I know that we share them to all of, on all of our social media platforms and we really feature that girl for that day. It's like her own special corner on the market. Um, you know, tell us like how, like the process of becoming a title holder of the day and how they can kind of jump line to get kind of next in line. So the title holder of the day submission is really, really simple. You just have to create your profile for our hall of fame. And that will include your bio, a photo, um, what your pageant history is. If you want any special awards, your social media handles, your website, because you want people to be able to follow you if you are featured as title title holder of the day. And, and it gives your pageant system that much more attention. And what director isn't looking for a title holder who's ready to make that commitment to put themselves and their system out there. So very self-explanatory, just go ahead and fill out the form. And if you want to jump the line, um, you can actually, there's a link in, right in the application that you can click to jump to the front of the line because it's selected at random if not and it's $50 and we will uh, bump you up to the front of the line to be featured as a title holder of the day. And now with this marketing plan that you were talking about in the very beginning as a title holder I mean you're a former Miss International so what's the importance of of getting your your title out there and getting your face out there in the pageant community? Well, it just shows the initiative that you are a go-getter, that you want to be the face of that organization. And especially if you're approaching businesses for sponsorship, look at this legitimate opportunity you have to show that you are the real deal. You are featured on a site that has over 320,000 daily views. Why would they not want to partner with you? It's just building up that arsenal to show that you are you are ready to be a title holder and a spokesperson for that organization. Yeah. And we have articles on every topic. I mean, daily from appearances to paperwork to swimsuit, evening gown, talent. So any kind of action shot that you have of yourself, upload it. We would totally love to feature you inside the articles and we would love to feature you as title holder of the day too. So um, one more time, just to kind of wrap it up, where can they find this again on the site? 
So thepageantplanet.com homepage, hover over freebies on the top of the toolbar and click get featured. That's the first thing you need to know. And then from there, that can link to title holder of the day. So freebies, get featured and go ahead and upload those photos. So great. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Wendy Russo is a national TV host with Evine Home Shopping Network, as well as a pageant and life coach. Her winners include all ages from five years old to Mrs. Competitors. She is a multi-pageant title holder with a gift for mentoring others in pageant success. In fact, she's actually your current Mrs. United Nations, and she is here to tell us how you can make the most of your year and your crown. So, Wendy, welcome to the call. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. I always love listening to you. You're so funny. <laughs> it, it's the byproduct of having a lot of sisters, and that's just how I cope with the reality of life, uh, <laughs> make jokes about myself and others. Love it. So let, let's start off. Um, should a potential title holder have a plan of action before she even wins? And if so, like, what should that plan include? Always. I think that uh, there's too many young ladies these days who enter into pageants last minute without any forethought at all and don't have a plan. And so when it comes down to interview coaching, which I'll tend to do and they wait to the last minute, it'll be like maybe a month out at the most, two months out, something like that. I'll ask them what it is that they plan to do with the title. And really everyone is stumped. Most people don't know what they're going to do with the title. It's more like, I'll worry about that if I win. The other thing is, is I'll ask them, so what have you been doing? And usually it's more about, well, once I win, I'm going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. So I always encourage my clients to start early and have a plan early on. So we create a plan usually six months out from everything that they need to do to prepare, but also to get their platform set because we need to figure out what that's going to be. Why did they choose that? What's the, mo what's the one that's most in line with who they are and what their goals are as a person? And then I try to help them align themselves to different organizations that might help them to be involved in their community, or I help them to create their own organization or their own opportunities come up with a name that makes sense for them and obviously their age and to start acting as the queen because in my opinion this is not about oh let me just try to look good and get the great gown and go on stage and try to win this is about you have to be the the queen before you even hit the stage so for the girl that just doesn't even know like where to begin as far as this thing is concerned like you know what should her plan of action be What's the very first area that you suggest she focuses on? Well, first, identify which system you are going to go for. And then research that system. That means you should know their mission statement. You should know what they want in a title holder. When you read a mission statement from a pageant, they usually will say what type of gal or woman it is. For example, in my system... They have 40% of your score is interview, which means that's going to be about interview, but also community service, volunteerism. They believe that it's about service 
And then it's about, you know, being glamorous or representing your the title of Mrs. United Nations. So you have to figure out what is your system really about and make sure that you understand it inside and out what they're looking for. Gotcha. So after a title holder is crowned, what do you feel like is the very first thing she should do? Well, hopefully she's already worked that out before she's gotten the crown on. So in other words, I think she should already know what her plan of action is, what she's going to promote through her year, what organizations she's going to be aligned with, and possibly even have some appearances set up already. So that's generally what I do when I'm competing is I'll already have things set up. Whether I win the crown or not, I'm going to be going to those. There are some things that I will line up that are, um, let's just say, a year out that I might have to prepare for and plan for. It could be a parade. It could be a speaking engagement. But to me, your first thing should be whatever was on your schedule, whether or not you won that crown. The other thing would be to go to the media and get press releases written. So whether you write the press release or maybe your director writes the press release, but to announce that you're the current winner, either internationally via internet outlets or just basically local to you. So it's your local newspaper, your local interview station for the news. Maybe it's going to be an afternoon talk show. So I would have those already in the back of my mind and be contacting them after you win. Now, like what type of goals should title holders set in order to make the most of their year? Do you have like them categorized or anything of that nature? Well, the first thing is you want to make sure that you're doing the activities that your charity is involved with. So that's number one. Number two, if you're taking on the title of an organization that actually has a cause behind it, then I think you should be planning your plan of action of what you're going to do to promote their cause. So some chair, some pageants have Gillette Children's Hospital as their charity. Some of them it's anti-bullying. So you need to have a plan of action of what you're going to do to help promote their cause, not just yours, but also theirs. Now, with, with this, where do like appearance cards... Um... Uh, I'm missing the name. It's not appearance cards. It's, uh, oh, you know, the things that have your headshot on and your name, your title. Do you oh, get those? Oh, the autograph card. The, wait, what is it again? Autograph card. Yeah, the autograph, um, the autograph pad cards. So is that like one of the very first things that you get? How important are those? Can girls look past them? This really depends on the director. Not every director gives you those. And most of the time you have to make them yourself. So it does, there is a little bit of a turnaround time. You can usually order those through like a Vista print or something. And, but even then you need to get a professional photo of you, either a being crowned or B after the fact that is going to be your calling card. And then you're going to be able to use that to market yourself. That means when you go on appearances, you can sign those, you can pass them out. You may even want to use them for when you go to an appearance, you leave one there and you sign and autograph it so that it's kind of your mark. It could be used to thank people along the way. So that's something that may or may not be covered by your director. Okay. Well, and I know that we sell them on our store and we sell a lot of them, but I just, um, I don't have any data as far as like when girls buy the autograph pads, did they just get crowned? Is it a week later? So I just figured I would 
I would ask. Okay, good. Steve, I didn't know that you had those. Well, good. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that because I do think that depending on the system, it's going to be either crucial or it's maybe not as important. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the photo, that's kind of what you're waiting for. You need to have a high quality photo from the photographer either at the event who took the picture of you crowning or maybe your crowning photos weren't so good because the queen stood in front of you and put the banner on you and Scandalous. so therefore Yes. <laughs> absolutely against the law. Yeah. Well, in that but case, like a lot of girls use headshots, like just their headshots and they update their title. Is that not true? No. You, if, to me, if you're a queen, you need, to, you need to be passing. Everyone wants the photo of you with the crown on. They don't want the regular photo of you. In my opinion, they want you in the crown. So you either need to get a photo done right away of you wearing the crown or from the onstage. Okay. Um, that's good. So w- let's move on to appearances then. So sh- yes. she has her autograph pad or her autograph pad is in the work. She already has a title and she's looking to book her first appearance. Um, do you suggest, what's the process? Do you suggest she makes a list and then contacts them via phone or email or ask for acquaintances? Kind of give us a breakdown of what that journey looks like. So one way to find appearances is in your local paper to see what events are coming up that might correlate to either your interests or in line with what it is that your platform is. And you would definitely contact the organization. I do via email for the most part. Why? Because I just think people kind of want to figure you out first. So what I've done is I email. I will tell them a little bit about me and my platform and why I'm interested in being involved in this event. I make sure that I include a link to my website where they can then, I mean, I know this sounds weird, but sometimes they want to see what you look like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know, they're like, well, I don't know. Do I want her at my event? Let me see. So depending on how well you sell yourself in that email to them or on your website, that's going to determine whether or not you get a response. And then, of course, if they're interested at all. That's one way. Another is most states have a charity register or an online uh, website that actually has upcoming events. So you can look on your local, either your papers website and find upcoming events, charity events, fundraisers, and do it that way. If you are aligned with a national organization or a local, you would go on their website and you would look up upcoming events. You can also contact the volunteer coordinator and you can volunteer and say, I'd like to be a volunteer. And they'll say, here are the ways you can volunteer. They will outline those for you. For example, I'm a wish grantor with Make-A-Wish. So on their website, you can sign up to be a volunteer. I chose to be a wish grantor. I went through their training. I can volunteer. Every year they renew you by checking, doing a background check and making sure you're not a criminal. And then they're going to allow you to be a registered volunteer. So if they have an event, they send an email out and it'll be a list of opportunities of events in the state. I can decide I want to do a shopping spree for a child. I want to pick someone up in an airport. I want to volunteer at this fundraiser. I'm going to do their walk. And so I think it's just a matter of being resourceful. And I always tell my girls this. You need to set aside time every day, just a little bit of time, maybe 15 minutes at night, or 
maybe one night a week, an hour, hour and a half, where you are contacting to create opportunities for yourself. Because otherwise, if you're going to just sit back and wait for someone to contact you, it's never going to happen. Yeah. If in you all, have... In all if those... Have, yeah. If I could kind of... So in all those opportunities should ultimately be in alignment with what you want to get out of your reign, like what your initial goal is before you even get crowned. Correct. But I think it's also maybe you want to try a lot of different things. Maybe it's not just about your platform. Maybe you want to say, gosh, you know, I've never been involved with this before. I want to try it. I want to be a part of it. Or my platform has nothing to do with veterans or you know, military, I'd like to go and see and support one of the activities and get involved. So that's what I've done over the years is I've done so many different variant events that I'm able to now tell my clients actual, actual charities, volunteer organizations, and I know them because, oh, yeah, I did this with them years ago. Oh, you know what you could do is this. So it's given me a plethora of opportunities that I can pass on to my clients to share with them what they can do. No, that's it's wonderful. Um, you mentioned something earlier that said, like, it's how you contact them, how you make them, how you make yourself sound via email or the phone, etc. So mm-hmm. uh, what are some tips and some strategies on how like girls can really make themselves appear professional via email on the phone? First, you introduce yourself, your title, and maybe where you're from, if it's, let's just say, from your city. I live here in blah, 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 so they know you're local. You could then say, I have an interest in helping kids. I've been a mentor with Big Brothers Big Sisters for 12 years now, and my platform is Become an Everyday Hero, Mentor a Child. And I would love to be a part of your organization, blah, 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 and help out. I'm in sales. I, I'm a television host with Evine, so I'm able to sell anything. I can sell raffle tickets. I can help you to promote your event. I can help welcome people. And I give them a list of what I'm good at, what I can do, how I can benefit their organization. Usually they have me selling something raffle-wise. And then every year I get contacted by the organization, whether I have a title or not, to help them sell raffle tickets or to help them sell the diamond in the bottle, whatever it is, because I told them my skill set. So you don't want to approach them like just kind of willy-nilly, I want to come to your event. You need to be ready to serve and to be of help and to fill a need. That makes perfect sense. And ultimately, the context of what you're doing is you're saying – this is how I can make your event more money. This is how I can make your event better, more entertaining, more memorable, etc. And that adds value. And I mean, every person throwing on an event is always trying to make those different things happen at their event. And you as a title holder walking in with a crown or a banner, it's like you're the perfect candidate to help them accomplish those things. Correct. And especially if it's something that's celebrity, like there's Sometimes there's a celebrity poker to raise money for breast cancer, or there is celebrity dance-a-thon, and they'll have some local celebrities do something to raise money. So you can be volunteering yourself as a local celebrity, having that title, and that's a benefit to them. Completely. Now, what's one big mistake that you see girls making as title holders, and how do you suggest them avoid that? Winning the title and then not doing anything. 
um, waiting for their director to do it, getting cranky about their directors who aren't doing X, Y, and Z. But then in this other system, these directors are doing things. Well, guess what? You have that director. So if I waited for my directors over the years to help set things up for me, I would have sat home and stared at my crown sitting on my dresser. So you have to make the opportunities for yourself. So don't compare your experience with other people's. Don't ex compare your director to other people's. And just go out there and do what you want to do. Remember, you are the representative for the system, but you're a representative for yourself. So don't you want you spent so much time and money and energy pursuing this title? Get out there and have fun with it. Yeah. And you, I loved it what you said again earlier. You said set aside time each week to make yourself book appearances to like network and reach yeah. out to people. Like I'll have a lull, I'll have a lull where I'll have nothing going on or I can't, the things that are going on, I can't fit it in my schedule because I work or because I have to bring my daughter to gymnastics or something that I'm not able to do things, but I have things in the works at all times. So whether or not you see me posting on Facebook behind the scenes, I'm spending time every day interacting, planning a fundraiser, getting my team together, getting the checks done, marketing it. Like this weekend, I'm doing a Dress for Success walk, and I'm working on fundraising now and getting my team together, motivated, pushing people to donate money, asking them, doing my asks. This is all work that's not online. You're not seeing me every day going, oh, today I made these calls. Today I did this. I mean, some I see some queens doing that. It depends on your style. I'm not that kind of person. I'm going to kind of wait until you know, to post until it's either the event or it's some specific thing to post about. But I do suggest that if, if you are not seeing a queen for a while, she's also doing things behind the scenes as you should be doing things behind the scenes, preparing, planning, networking, connecting, writing emails, following through, gathering donations for that one appearance. So it takes a long time to get it all rolling which is why you always need to be in the collecting mode. You're collecting information, you're gathering connections, and you are creating a calendar for your year. Do you leverage, like you go to one contact and you say, what events do you know is coming up? Or if you attend an event, do you say, do you know of other events where I can join? Do you network like that? If I had a lot of free time, maybe, but I don't. So I really am not looking to just add any event. I'm more specific on what I want to do. So for me personally, if it's related to supporting and mentoring women or kids, or if it's um, children from disadvantaged backgrounds, any of those types of charities, that's kind of where I lean so I don't, I don't just ask someone at, let's just say, the Pacer anti-bullying walk if there's anything coming up. So in my case, I don't. But maybe for you, you're not sure what to do or you don't really have a direction with your platform. Or maybe your platform is volunteering overall. If you had a generalized platform like that, then maybe that could be worthwhile for you. But you also have to have the time for that. And I'm very specific on my appearances because I have to be a little more vigilant with my time. Do you have a goal for yourself of how many appearances 
like you want to do per month or per week or anything like that? Um, I have in the past. In the past, I've said I want 100 appearances this year, and that's what I go for. But I'd say this year with with my title now, I am being more vigilant about choosing things that really make a difference and choosing appearances that have strength and importance behind it. Mm. And plus that, don't forget, my daughter also is Little Miss United Nations, so I'm coordinating hers at the same time as mine. <laughs> oh, snap. The momager and you have to manage yourself. That's challenging. But well, luckily, it- luckily, though, my daughter's platform is kids can make a difference. So that opens her up to be able to be involved in anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's true. Um, well, one of the challenges that I see with girls in like Miss America especially, so just if you're a state title holder and you're listening to this, or even a local title holder, Miss America's their directors are really good about helping you get appearances, but they don't always let up. So girls are so busy doing appearances that they don't have as much quality time to actually prepare for the pageant. So you have to let your director know when you start off to say, okay, maybe a month and a half or two months before the pageant or just whatever time frame you need, you feel that you'll need to prepare. Like I don't want to do any appearances or I want to do like one a week because ultimately you as a title holder, you're in the driver's seat. And you have to take control over this one year that you have. Like, you paid to be in this pageant. You paid for the dress and everything. So ultimately, it's kind of like the director, in a little way, is like works for you. But in most categories, like the girls views it as the other way around. Would you agree with that, or like you have a different philosophy? So my philosophy is obviously depends on when you win your title and when you're going to nationals. If it's a very fast turnaround even more the reason why you should have been doing this stuff before you went to your state pageant. So that's why all of this preparation must be ahead of time. You cannot wait till the last minute. Even if you, by chance, won your state title with no coaching, no help whatsoever, you walked out on that stage and you were just it, you are not ready for nationals. So that's why all of the prep should be done well ahead of time, not just to win your state, because, you know, some states are easier than others. Some states are harder than others. The states that do well at nationals tend to be states that are challenging to win on a state level. Therefore, the girls have to raise their bar in preparation to win their state. They are more ready for nationals than the other states. Does that make sense? Yep, completely. So, ladies, if I can say one thing, it is start prepping early. You can never start too early. Never, never, never. And that means in all areas. I personally think you should still be doing appearances up through maybe a week or two out. If you, if you, have, if you have them, especially if, if you're in an organization that doesn't have a lot of appearances You can't just cut them off a few months before the pageant. You may be cutting off opportunities that really could be helping you and could help promote you that you could talk about in the interview room. So I don't know if I give it a hard line. I feel like you should be accepting as much as you can take on, but I also feel your prep needs to be a priority, but you should not have waited to prep until two weeks before your pageant or three weeks or a month 
You should be prepping well out afar ahead of time. Now, when it comes to who should pay for like travel expenses and the appearances, because I mean, I see like directors will sometimes book their title holder for an appearance that's maybe an hour away. Um, like should a title holder have to pay for her own travel expenses? Or if she does, like, should she say, Ooh, I mean, two hours out of the way, I'm not going to do that appearance because it's going to cost me X. What's your thoughts on that? I think you should ask your director because to me, if your director really wants to promote the system, if they really place value on this, that they want to consider whether or not this might be a value for you to attend the event. And it is a lot to put on a title holder to buy the wardrobe for appearances, maybe take their photos to all the expenses that go along with preparing for a pageant. And so let them decide. Maybe they do want to help or maybe they can have a fundraiser for you to help. I know that some systems will have a fundraiser before the pageant. Here in Minnesota, the international system, they have a banquet lunch, like a little lunch. All the queens bring in baskets and the contestants bring in baskets. And there's a little auction of the baskets where you can bid on them. And the money goes towards the queens so that the queens have money for things like this. And I I think that's a genius idea. Not all directors do that, but it would be nice to have a queen's fund that helps to cover these kinds of expenses so that the the pageant can be promoted and, of course, appearances can be made. Do you think, I mean, video blogging is increasing more and more. Do you feel like that's kind of the new wave of title holder appearances? I mean, why or why not? Well... I don't know if I call a video blog an appearance. I mean, maybe if you're doing a video blog at an appearance, but you mean like a video blog talking about something, a topic? Yeah, I mean, let's almost, let's take this interview, for example. As Mrs. United Nations, you are being interviewed by Pageant Planet and live stream uh, on our fan page. Like, yes. would you kind of view that as a, an appearance or no? Yes, this is promotion, publicity, marketing, creating awareness. It is. It's a different kind of appearance. Correct. I see what you're saying. I thought you meant like me getting up and putting on some makeup and doing a video blog of my day or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe if you're giving a shout out to sponsors or you're reviewing a product on a video blog, maybe that could be an option too. Yes, I think you can. Yes. Although... You know, if someone was just doing that and then they weren't actually doing other things, I would kind of question that. But in addition to, yeah, I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing really beats the in-person, like, human contact, like, the, like, voice-to-ear interaction, all that kind of fun stuff. I mean... Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I love going to pageants and actually meeting some of our just digital fans because it's so cool to see all the personalities come to life and how the website's impacted everyone. And it's just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Now, what are, what are some of your strategies for marketing your title and your pageant system throughout your reign? We covered what the girl should do right in her very start, like right when she gets crowned. What about in the mid and until the end? Would your strategies differ? Well, I'd say, number one, I think that your Facebook page and your social media should be representing queenly behavior, queenly posts, appropriate photos. That means I personally don't want to see her sticking her tongue out and doing a selfie with a peace sign. 
I really don't want to see her, you know, acting a complete fool. There are certain things that you want to kind of just keep under wraps when you're a title holder. Opinions about politics should be removed from Facebook. I just, I just think overall you have to be appealing to the masses and realize you're there to represent your state or your pageant system. And if, if you want to make political statements, don't accept all these pageant people on your page. So that's one thing that I just feel overall, you are not there to be your spokesperson. You're there to be the pageant spokesperson. Um, Secondly, make sure your images reflect how you're marketing yourself and your title and your, and your pageant. So make sure you have nice quality professional photos that are on your cover photo on your Facebook page or on your main photo and throughout your social media in terms of content. And then always when you're making posts, you should be doing your hashtags of your platform statement. If that's relevant, hashtagging your title, including your director in your posts, like really branding yourself is more than just making appearances. You should be being strategic with your hashtags and your posts to fully tell your story of what you're promoting. And then throughout the year, you can continue. Like I saw one girl who she created a sign and she would be doing, let's just say a running race and her sign said hashtag and then her platform. So she would hold that up at various events and promote it that way. So be creative with how you're going to promote your platform. That's cool. Love it. Now, for title holders moving to the state and national competition, what are some key components of preparation that you suggest? From state to nationals? Yep. Or well, from state to national or as they're preparing for state slash nationals. Okay. Well, number one, I think saying that I'm really good at interview and I don't need any help with that, mm, not so much. This is not just everyday life, so I think it's important to recognize that pageantry is its own little beast, its own animal, and that you really need to learn how to be successful within this. It's kind of like me saying, I'm really good at selling lighting. I'm just going to apply those same principles to selling fashion. Not quite. There's a different angle to to everything. So interviewing for a job in a workplace, yes, pageantry can help you with those skills. You'll understand how to make a good impression. You'll understand how to sell yourself. But I have rarely ever seen somebody come from just the real world and have an amazing interview out of the gate on their own without really any coaching. I mean, maybe it's possible or there's some people who are just good at it. But overall, I haven't seen too much of that. So just recognize if you're entering your first state pageant, This is not just walking on stage and that's easy and interviewing and that's easy. You really do want to make sure that you understand what will be asked of you and that you understand how to bring yourself into your picture when you're talking to the judges. Uh, Next of all, I'd say try to be your best in every category. So if you know you can't walk in heels, why would you wait till a week before your pageant to put your heels on and actually learn to walk, right? It's something that takes time. Learning these skills is not overnight. So that means you really do, as I said, start early 
and practice, 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 get feedback, get coaching, practice, 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 get more, practice, practice, practice. So make sure that you're at your very best. Now everybody has standards of what best is. I'm going to just create a scenario. If you're doing USA, I've never seen a pageant where more people enter into a pageant system that is more competitive than USA, but have zero training. I don't know why people would do it, but okay, I understand money's tough, but you're going to be there against girls who come back year after year after year. They've been the top five previously. They have competed since they were a little girl. You know, there's a lot of scenarios. So you have to be able to compete and be at the level that's competition that looks natural on stage walk-wise or anything else-wise. So make sure you are at your best level and have the advantage to be your best. I, I just I hate watching sometimes some systems because I just go, oh no. Like just not realizing what it takes to really be successful and then feeling like, well, I'm not pretty, that's why I didn't win. No, I see beautiful girls, absolutely beautiful, fun, personality, smart but they don't place because they're not ready. So make sure you're your best and that you've practiced and, and even get a mock interview in before the pageant. However, with your mock interview, you need to have at least one pageant person in the room who's been successful because if you just have the room full of all of these people who are just regular people, they don't know a good interview <laughs> for a pageant. Like, you really need to have someone as a gauge to help you to decide what you could improve or not improve. Well, yeah, and even if you've hired a coach before, when you're starting another pageant, you need to like reconnect with that coach. I mean, like for example, I've competed in fitness competitions before and I hired a coach. Well, I got out of shape. I mean, <laughs> traveling, married, like honeymoons, all that, and so I wanted to get back in shape. So, I didn't just say, "Well, I'll just do what I did before." No, like my wife and I hired a coach to get back in shape. So, um, and the same is true in all the other aspects of my life that I feel like are not where I want them to be. I either partner up with a mentor, someone who already has a proven track record of success in that particular area that I want to improve, or I find an expert to hire. And if you want to succeed in pageantry, you got to hire an expert. They got to hire like Wendy Russo, right? Somebody that can help you like succeed in the competition and for the crown that you're going for. Exactly. Sometimes what I'll do also is if a girl I'm working with via Skype, she is, let's just say in California, I will try to connect her with someone on the ground who can help her with walking in person if possible. But a lot of the girls that I'm working with, like in California, they're also in rural areas where they don't have the access to the pageant coaching they don't have that in their area. So then I usually have the girls shoot a video of them walking. I give them feedback. They shoot another video. They send it. I give them feedback. So I try to do that via Skype. But it's true. Honestly, you can't just think that every system is the same as well. If you competed with National American Miss before and you placed there, but then you go to USA and you think that you know it all from the NAM, you don't. It's a completely different system with a completely different set of standards of beauty and principles of walking and posing. So you really do need to, for every system you do, get get coaching. 
That's awesome. So Wendy, I know that people can connect with you by going to the pageant planet, looking under find a coach and they can find you there. But where else can they connect with Wendy Russo, um, your website, social media platforms, et cetera? Yes, you can follow me on Facebook and just friend me there. And it's Wendy with an I at the end, R-U-S-S-O. Or you can even email me. My website is wendyrusso.com. I have a partial list of my winners there. And you can always email me at russowendy at yahoo.com. It's awesome. Wendy, as always, thank you so much for just taking the time, sharing your advice and It's just been very valuable. Thank you, Stephen. Always a pleasure talking to you. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.